0: Greenlight Network presents Football Time. Yeah. Welcome to the football Time show. We're here for a college football preview, part two. We're going to get into the Big Five conferences, Big Twelve, Pac Twelve, ACC. Big Ten, and SEC. So we're going to get into some of the big teams. Big dogs. Uh, we still got our futures and our 25K next egg to see how we split it up here in some of the bigger conferences. Uh, I, I used more of it, I think, in some of the smaller ones, but uh, I, I think I got a couple plays in, in a couple of these bigger ones. Uh, mm-hmm. Sort of a... Uh, Fans, where I, I take a lot of teams <laughs> to win the conference championships that aren't the favorites. But uh, let's uh, start out in the Big 12 and uh, get our rankings here. I feel like Oklahoma's going to drop off a little bit. A lot of transfers, new coaching coming in. Yeah. So I, I sort of, I, I think somebody else can take over this conference after, I don't know, 20 years of dominance basically uh by oklahoma but uh I, I really like baylor i moved them into number one i love the way they played last year i'm curious to see how sunny dykes takes over at tcu i was unhappy with the way gary patterson left uh but i thought Sonny dykes good hire texas guy uh different style but uh a lot of good returning talent at TCU. I'm always curious to see how Kansas State uh, sort of works their way a- and get wins when everybody yep. sort of underrates them. Uh, I assume Iowa State will probably win ten games this year because nobody's expecting anything uh, out of them. And then you got you know Oklahoma State still lurking in there. Did it a little bit different last year um, than they usually do. And uh, of course Texas in there. A lot of hype on Texas. I don't know if anybody's going to believe it. How did you think this is going to break down? I,
1: I, I think this conference as a whole is is going to really regress this season. Um, I, I like Baylor. I've got them there at my number two. But I, I can see this as a team winning the conference with nine wins, eight, nine wins. I think they're going to beat each other up quite a bit. I think there's going to be some upsets where there shouldn't be. Um, just not a lot of teams you can trust in this yeah. conference. I think actually Baylor probably has my highest trust. I think there's going to be enough confidence, and and, and maybe some players that stuck around at Oklahoma, that may be able to still pull it out. That's why I've still got them at the one. Uh, I'm not as high as Oklahoma State as you are, but like I said, I this is one that's going to get real ugly. Uh, they're going to beat each other up. Not a lot of standout uh, teams. No, here uh, I, I don't like Texas. I'm not a big Sark fan. Uh, I I've got them on you know on one of my under futures, but I still think. Even if they get seven or eight wins it could be enough to finish you know third or fourth in the conference
0: yeah i'm interested here because it it seems like there's a lot of sort of unknown potential yeah you don't know what you're getting from texas you sort of don't know what you're getting from oklahoma You, you see talent on tcu but you don't know what you're getting there after patterson leaves after you know, lost games that they shouldn't have lost uh, last year, new coaching style. We talked about Baylor. Uh, I I don't think anybody sort of foresaw them winning, you know, 10 games last year, Uh, but they did it in a really, really solid way. Uh, You know, you still have West Virginia lurking there, which is always a difficult place to go to and win. There just seems to be you don't really know what any of these teams are going to come with. So I, I like your thing where, you know, everybody's sort of going to beat everybody up. I'm curious how much home field plays a part in all these teams, because a lot of these teams really, really have good home fields. So I I think, you know, who's ever playing at home has the advantage and there's just going to be a lot of losses here. I went with Baylor. I'm looking at Oklahoma state. If that defense can sustain, I I look for a little bit better offense. Now quarterbacking wise, it's still not great there, which is a little weird, but I think, just think, defensively, I, I liked the way they looked. I, I put Kansas State at six, but I, I'm always willing to think they play yeah. above their station. I'm curious what Oklahoma comes with. You know, I don't know if I see a ton of others that could probably win this. I, I but I, I think about four or five, I could definitely see. I, Take this.
1: I think that what's going to make this conference so close is, like you said, the home field advantage. I think there's going to be a lot of teams losing games. They're not yes. supposed to. I think... And I think that also comes from the fact that I think some of the bad teams in this division, uh, this conference, may win games that they haven't been yes. in years past. I think Kansas uh, could very well pull off three or four wins this wow. year, where they've Look been to
0: that in my future. where
1: they've been kind of you know more or less a winless yes. team in years past. So there's some losses. But they for, stuck
0: up and beat uh, TCU yeah, last year on yeah. their home field. Um, uh,
1: you know, so I could see Kansas winning some games yes. that they're not supposed to. I could see Texas Tech sneaking up yeah. and winning a game or two. They're not. I, I really could see. A lot of things going and just really murking it up uh, in this whole conference. I don't see any playoff potential no. in this conference. I don't see anybody coming out of this conference with less than or with less than
0: the two, only two,
1: probably less than three losses.
0: The only thing I can see is there's still remnants of Oklahoma's offense, yeah, and with the Clemson coordinator Brent Venables coming over. That defense gets short up, so there's enough talent there. Yeah. And maybe they sort of separate themselves from the Big 12, have a good enough record, you know they'll get in because they're one of those named teams. But I don't know if that's—I don't know if there's enough remnants in that offense to still be explosive, and I don't know if Brett Venables can, you know, get that defense. Yeah. I know every year they try to pretend like the defense is coming, but every time they play somebody who's hitting them in the mouth, they give up 500 yards rushing. So I'm not totally buying that till I see it from Oklahoma. That would be the only thing I could see as a playoff team coming out of here. Really, maybe Baylor if they run the table, like they did. But I don't think Baylor can run the table.
1: Yeah, I mean. The way this conference is, you have to be undefeated yeah. to get to the playoffs. I don't see that happening. Um, I, I do see an Oklahoma or a Baylor winning probably, at best, 10-2. and two. Yeah. Uh, But even that, I think, is a little high expectations for any of these teams.
0: Yeah, so let's get into our futures. I have an interesting sort of take on this where uh, we sort of talked about it where we think a lot of teams have a lot of losses. So basically, those – three or four teams that we talked about, I basically just took them to win the conference championship. So we'll start with Oklahoma under nine and a half at plus plus one twenty-five. I just, that's 10 wins. That's a lot of wins uh, for a team who was already sort of trending downward uh, before the coach bailed on him. Now you get, uh, you know, I think we all like Brent Venables, but we don't know what he is as a head coach. They have a lot of player, you know, transferred out. So I'm taking that Oklahoma state over eight and a half. I, Maybe they're down, but I think sort of low. They still probably get eight wins. I mean, so you're hovering right around that uh, line at plus 105. I thought there was pretty good value there at 500.
1: I could give them eight. Nine's tough for me. Yeah,
0: but I just thought the value there at – you're getting eight. I don't think they'll go seven. So, you know, you're sitting right on that line and depending on – I think it probably depends on how, you know, good West Virginia, how good Iowa State are. If they're really poor – Oklahoma State probably hits that if they're solid and it's tough to go in there and play they probably don't hit it uh and I have them conference champion at five and a half to one Uh, but that's sort of once again I have Baylor as conference champion also as a bet at six and a half to one and I have TCU as conference champion at 12 to one so basically if Oklahoma and Texas don't win the title I probably have the guy who's going to win the title here. Yeah. Uh, So I'm covering all those bets on that. Uh, You mentioned Kansas, two and a half. we, We saw what Lance Leopold did at Buffalo. Yeah. I... You saw him. he was capable. He won a couple of games with Kansas last year with nothing.
1: Beat Texas. Beat Texas. <laughs> That's why I
0: think he can win games. I You know, I'm not looking for six, but I think he could probably get to four. Yeah. So two and a half just seemed really, really low. And only a juice of minus 135. I thought that was really good value uh, for 750 there. Baylor, I thought seven and a half. Oh That yeah. seemed extremely low. Now, it's just to 150, but, you know... uh, that's eight, I think, for sure, same as Oklahoma State. So, yeah. uh, you know, unless they really, really regress. But I, they don't seem to play the type of football that looks like it. it's a regression-type football no. where they, uh, you know, won't play well. So I have that. So I I spanned a lot thinking Oklahoma, Texas, not a go. I, I think that's a pretty safe play to go TCU, Kansas State, uh, Baylor, and, uh, you know, Oklahoma State to win those conference championships if you think Oklahoma and I mean do what you will with Texas I have no faith that they're even you know that's a mid-pack team that's been a mid-pack team for you know 20 years so I'm not buying that and I certainly am not trusting anything for Steve Sarkeesian to win a conference title so I have a lot in in the Big 12 but a, a lot of it's just tied up in you know not believing in Oklahoma and sort of wheeling the rest of the sort of big 12 contenders to win that title
1: yeah i've got a few here uh but pretty confident picks um you know like you said i i'm I'm really i'm going against texas i think eight is at the peak of where they're going to be this year uh that line is at eight and a half i'm taking the under uh just a little bit to minus 125 they
0: need to get sports betting in texas they get even more action on that
1: yeah (laughs) Uh, i just i don't see this being a nine win team um Kansas State, I've, I see them coming back a little bit. I I, I I don't know. You know, This is one that can go either way. Yeah. Um, I think it's anywhere between 6-7. Uh, so that's 6.5 getting plus 145 for under the 6. I could see them being a 6-win team. So I'm taking a little bit of action there. Not as confident on that one as I am as Texas or this next pick. I'm also taking the Baylor over yeah. 7.5. This is one of my top five confidence yeah. picks. No brainer. You're paying the tax, but I, I think the floor for this team is eight wins. That's what... Uh, no, I, no shot, you go under seven and a yeah, half.
0: I don't think there's any chance. Maybe they, at seven if things go really, really bad, but basically you could say that for everybody. If there yeah. are injuries and stuff, you probably aren't hitting your number. But if they stay relatively healthy, I think... They're winning eight games at least, so I really, really like Baylor over the seven and a half.
1: There. Yeah, I've also got uh, a little bit on them to win the conference as well. I think uh, they have the best shot out outside yeah. of Oklahoma out of those. You know, you you spread it amongst four teams. I think out of those four teams, Baylor has the yeah. best shot. You know, the odds say that as well. But six fifty is still good value for the team that's probably right behind Oklahoma. Yes,
0: definitely so. I, I thought six fifty really, really good value to make a play on Baylor. There, they were. <clears throat> Just there last year, yeah. Um, and I, like I said, I, I don't see a lot of regression out of that team. They just sort of play a style that will keep them good, uh, you know. And, and they won't lose to really, really, you know, low level teams. They're one of those that I trust would sort of be able to beat up on the poor teams. They won't lose to a Kansas or something. Uh, now they might struggle at an Oklahoma or at a Texas, but you know, that's games you already sort of that's going to be a tough game. But I I really like that Baylor 7.5. All right, let's move on to the Pac-12. Interesting conference here. Uh, A a lot of sort of coaching movement uh, in and around here. Let's go to the north. Uh, Probably the biggest coaching movement is Oregon. We talked about it in in part one, where DeBoer comes out there for Fresno State after the coach leaves, uh, you know, comes back home to Miami. We both put them at one. I, I will say, it's a very uneasy one for me. Cause I think it's a
1: lack of confidence in the other teams on right. my part, anyway.
0: Uh, if I'm being honest, I and we'll see it in my picture, <laughs> but I think I would have put Oregon State one. Just uh, I, I think Oregon State and Washington. I think there is value there. Now, Washington, I don't think you know what you're going to get. They were so poorly coached, uh, you know, after Chris Peterson left. If there's talent there, and, and they've gotten a handful of transfer guys, I, I think they can make a little push in this. And Oregon State, I just think, is really well coached as well. So yeah. Oregon probably still has the talent. I just I don't know if they still have the talent because they had a lot of transfers too. Totally different uh, system a- as well. Uh, going from Mario Cristobal into DeBoer, that's yeah. totally different. That's not anywhere... The same mentalities, coaching wise. Now they might have enough left over, but I just I couldn't move somebody else there. But my one is really, really soft in this one. I'm curious how you thought about
1: it. Yeah, you like Oregon State. I think Washington's got the best shot. Yeah. Uh, I I just think that they're they're making they're finally starting to make the right moves. Yes. I think uh, they've got a place that people want to go that want to win. It's not hard to turn on things That's around a, there. You can turn uh, that
0: around quick, especially since I think they had talent. Those last two years, yeah. uh, once Peterson left too, uh, it just probably wasn't uh, sort of molded right. But
1: like you said, you know this, you know th- especially these northern teams. You know uh, Washington and Oregon State both have great home field advantages. Yes. It's it's tough to go in there and get a win. But I ju- I just you know like you I just have just a little bit too much faith in Oregon. Yeah, uh, I, I think even with the coaching change, um, and just, it's
0: not going to a bad coach either. But there's That's the other thing. You know, we you know DeBoer's a good coach. But we're coach. talking.
1: 20, 25 years yes. of pedigree yes. there uh, that's survived coaching changes and is and still pretty much dominated. And they have
0: always hit on a good one. Every time one leaves, yeah. they replace them with another good one.
1: Uh, so I'm, I'm just kind of following that trend and just, it, it, it's kind of one of those I can't pick against them until they prove me wrong. Yeah. Uh, so riding with Oregon.
0: Yeah. I'm interested with the South here. So uh, yeah, this...
1: <laughs> you, you've got
0: the deserters in USC and UCLA, definitely be in the mix. you got sort of the San Diego State of the Pac-12 in Utah, who will be good on defense, maybe better on offense this yeah. year. Uh, you know, we always say that <laughs> and then the quarterback throws 20 picks and they can't do anything but sort of run the ball for four yards. But I think you're looking at three uh, here. I'm interested. We both have Utah here. Uh, You know, USC's got the splashy coach, the splashy transfers. UCLA, you know, made a big, big leap last year under Chip Kelly. Really tough schedule. I thought they handled that well. So how are you looking in this? Are are you dead set on Utah? Are you thinking it could sort of uh, be any which way toward how it breaks.
1: I, I really like this Utah team. I, I'm really I, – I can't move off this Utah yeah. team. I, I picked them last year. They let me down a little bit. But I think this team is ripe for taking this conference, and this conference is ripe well, for Well, I taking. think if
0: they had chosen a different quarterback to start the season.
1: Yeah. Uh, hmm. I, I You know, I, I, I don't like the coaches so much at UC, USC, UCLA. I, they're, they're too a little – A little too inconsistent for my taste. Now Utah Utah was a little inconsistent last year, but I think all around, I think they have the best team built out there, and they're just going to be a tough team to beat. And I really, I really like this Utah team. I,
0: I I think they'll dominate at home too, which, uh, probably the best uh, home field advantage of the southern region. So I think they will be able to handle. Any of these others, Colorado, Arizona State, UCLA? I'm really down on Arizona State. I think they could actually finish at the bottom of this, but, uh, you know, Colorado and Carl Terrell don't surprise me too much.
1: Well, and, you know, Colorado, I think it was, you know, picked them pretty a little higher last year because two years ago they actually had a really good season, but they don't have much going on there anymore. Uh, The Arizonas, not so much. Arizona State, maybe, but I. I trust them like yes. zero. Uh, like you said, this is a three-team battle, uh, but I, I really see Utah as the as the front runners for sure. I, I actually uh, I, I, I like them in the whole country.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about our futures here. Oh, I yeah. got a couple different plays here. Uh, we talked about Washington. Yeah. I, I know I had Oregon State too, but I, I'm a believer in Washington as well. That seven and a half only juiced to one thirty. Yep. Uh, I think that's. Dead set. I think that's a lock it down. Uh, Washington over seven and a half. Conference champion at 14 to 1. I thought that was pretty good value, yeah. uh, especially out of that north, where if Oregon drops even a little, you're sitting there looking at Washington being able to take over. UCLA conference champion at 9 to 1. We mentioned it's a three horse race uh, in that division. Uh, I thought UCLA closed well. I'm curious to see how they sort of grow into this year. Uh, Dorian. Thompson, whatever, you know, not hovering around. So maybe we get a little bit more consistent quarterback play. Uh, I Oregon State over six and a half. I really, really liked that one as well. I think they continue to grow. Love the way they played down the stretch. Uh, You know, last year that offense, Jonas Smith, I just love. I I hope he sticks around there because he's probably the next one who probably starts getting looked at for uh, bigger and bigger jobs. Uh, So them, I have them conference champion. Now that's a really really long shot, but at twenty five to one, we we talked about the North. It's a little bit of a a murky situation, Uh, but you know we probably cross off Cal. We probably cross off Stanford unless you know they. Find their mojo, which they haven't found. We don't know about Washington and Washington State, probably a little down. So Oregon State might just be sitting there. If Oregon falls, they luck their way into that championship game. You're sitting on a 25-to-1. They're in the championship game. And then Arizona over three wins. I I like that coach. I like his system. I think they could probably get to four wins. They have a pretty soft schedule early on. They just need to grind out maybe two Conference wins. I think there are enough poor teams in that Pac-12 okay. where maybe you get them in the desert. They sneak one away when it's 90 degrees. And, you know, a couple of those northern teams are like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. And I think they can get, you know, to their four wins there. So I, I like that Arizona over the three. The other thing is that's not a half. So three wins. If they hit that number, which is probably in and around where they're going to be. Get your push. You get your push. Money back. No harm, no foul. What yeah. do you like out there in the um, future? You know,
1: team? I've got one, same as you, Washington, over 7.5. Yeah. Uh, I think that's an easy 8 for them yeah. uh, this season, maybe even more. Uh, so I think you got to lock that in even at the 130. And then next, value wasn't so great to win the division, so I went one step further. I've got Utah to make the college football playoff. Uh, and uh, I think it was uh, – I can't remember the value on it. I think I may have wrote down the wrong one here. I'll have to double-check that. We'll have it in our notes. Uh, but I've got Utah uh, to to make the playoffs. Uh, I, I, I think it's a really good shot. Yeah. Uh, I think that I can see them running the table. I You know, you look at their schedule, their non-conference. Week one, Florida. Uh, I think that's a good confidence boost. I think it's a potential win. Then they roll into their Pac-12. Uh, I don't think... Any other competition is as tough as around that Florida team. Uh, I think Utah could run the table. Yeah,
0: Uh, You went Utah. Uh, The next conference we're about to get into uh, is where I have a couple of the – I didn't do uh, the playoff. I did national champions. But basically I just want a team that has a chance to get into the playoffs, and then you can sort of ride from there. And that's sort of where you start playing it. Uh, Like if Utah can just get to that Pac-12 championship game undefeated maybe – Maybe one loss, depending on that sort of how the season breaks. Uh, but, yeah, I, I went more ACC to sneak one in there if they can, those teams can run the conference table. So let's switch to the okay. ACC. Let's go to the Atlantic Slim Division. A little bit of a, a down year last year. Now, I, once again, we both have them won. I, I think that probably has more to do with the Atlantic Division. I, I think their defense will probably be back to, you know, Way, way uh, elite levels oh, yeah. where it was it was good last year, but probably not to the capabilities that it's been. I think the questions come in. It's offense. What's that offense going to be? Yeah. Once again, I think that wide receiver room is weak. Yeah. There's no telling what you're getting from the quarterback. Uh, are we getting the freshman guy that we saw for three or four games that looked like he was going to be the greatest quarterback ever, Or are we getting the inconsistent guy who couldn't complete passes with a bad that? I don't think their running games is good.
1: Well, here's the thing. That freshman quarterback that came in in relief had much better weapons that season than he does now. Uh, I think they've really struggled bringing in those offensive weapons that they were known for for a few years, had some of the best receivers in the country come through, and running backs. Yes, Uh, And they're struggling with that. Defensively, they've got some of the best NFL talent in the country uh, right up there with Georgia. Uh, but they got to put points on the board, and 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 that's a big question mark for me. That's
0: uh, I'm that's where I'm curious. If it's more like last year, uh, maybe to a better degree, uh, where they can just shut teams down. Yeah. But I I mean even last year it, it was a struggle for them to get to 20, and I just wonder if that's going to come back again. Now, you look at the rest of the Atlantic. You take a hit with Wake because their quarterback. We don't know what that situation is, yeah. medical thing. We don't know when he's coming back. Uh, you know. Then you have NC State, who's everybody's big on. I'm not big <laughs> on them because I've seen Dave Doreen try to coach big games. You know. Granted, they beat Clemson last year, the first big game I think they've ever won, and it was a crappy <laughs> Clemson team. So I don't even know quite what we do. Florida State, a, a wild card. I like Louisville, but that's based on my bias of – Liking Scott Satterfield, I I don't know if they're really good. Sometimes they look really good. Sometimes they look really bad. So what do you make of this rest of the Atlantic? Who do you have maybe being able to topple Clemson if there's anybody in there? I I think Wake would have been one I would have been even more high on if the quarterback, but I don't know what that situation is. So if he doesn't come back, their offense might not be as explosive, and then you probably still have the problem that uh they let everybody score every time they touch the ball
1: well uh, you know i'm hopping on it's pretty popular train right now you said it uh i like nc state i actually kind of have them more of a uh a one b right behind clemson i really think they're going to be right hot on their tails this nc state team returns most of their talent from last year i think their offensive firepower is way better than clemson now can that firepower perform against Clemson's defense? That's the question. Uh, they did it last year. Uh, they just got to avoid the stupid, the stupid games. You know, they yeah. can't, they can't lose the teams. They can't. Uh, they're supposed to be. Plus, you know, the game against Wake Forest, they need to win that yeah. one. Um, but you also got to – it depends on what you expect from some of these other teams. I'm still down on Florida State. I think this is going to be Norvell's last year at Florida State. I don't think he can get the job done there. So I've got them around, uh, you know, fourth or fifth in the division.
0: Well, then what does Memphis do? Go after Fuentes or Norvell? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not as big on as on Louisville as you. Syracuse is Syracuse. I, I, I think NC State is, is capable of, of winning this division.
0: Uh, uh, I, I mean, I see the talent there, but they've had talent there a handful of different times, and they never seem to quite get over the hump, but, you I, know.
1: I would, you know, I'm just going to go out there. I am I would take NC State over any of the Coastal teams.
0: See, I, I'm I'm a little different on that. Uh, we'll get into the Coastal here. <laughs> uh, you know, I like Miami. I, I think they've pulled in a ton uh, of recruits, and they're going to play, you know, a smash-mouse-style football. The other thing I, I like, I, I think this Coastal Division, pretty, pretty weak. And Now, you still have Pittsburgh uh, winning this side of things. Uh, speaking of teams I never trust, I I cannot live in a world where <laughs> Pittsburgh wins a division two times in a row unless Dan Marino is coming out of uh, the, the tunnel. Which uh, even then, I don't know if uh, Big Dan could probably throw the ball far enough uh, to do anything. I, they bring it in. Slovis from USC. Yes, I know. He got announced. Uh, speaking of guys who throw picks <laughs> left and right. Um, I thought it was funny that we both have North Carolina too. Now, uh, I think this probably has to do with Mac Brown. Mac Brown. No expectations. North Carolina probably surprises you and ends up winning eight or nine games, uh, like last year, where they have expectations and basically melt down. So, and then Miami. I think that talent. I think the key to Miami is hot start. Yeah. I, I think if they get that sort of snowball rolling, and everybody's feeling good, and then that stadium starts getting packed. You know, uh, I I think that gets there, and that takes over the Coastal. And it's more, I don't believe in any of these other teams. I don't believe in Virginia Tech. No. Uh, Virginia, you know, with their coach leaving, I think they fall back, you know, to the wayside. I was a little bit high on Georgia Tech last year. I didn't see any growth. Duke has completely fallen off the map. So I think you're basically looking at three teams here, unless you think Virginia Tech. How are you seeing this coastal sort of pan out? Well, you know, I don't think you can trust North Carolina. Well, you know, you
1: talk about North Carolina. I love Um, Mac Brown as a team builder. Uh, I think his legacy is enough to. He's really good at getting these teams that have really high expectations. Now, whether those expectations pan out or not, not a great in-game coach. uh, Blows makes a lot of weird decisions uh but i think the talent's going to be there i'm not as big on miami i you know new coach we'll see uh how that how that goes you're right about the talent they brought it in i just don't know if it's going to click year yeah. one um uh, that's why i'm rolling with pittsburgh i th- I, th- I think they're going to bring in another talented quarterback that's going to slide into this offense and they're going to maintain the success Are we off talking?
0: of the talking kelvin slovis it's a talented quarterback they're bringing in I I recall a lot of bets against USC last year (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but
1: but again like I said I would probably take the top two maybe even I I don't think I reached a three but I think NC State's better than any team in this coastal division
0: yeah Uh, it's just it's interesting I want to see how Miami comes if they have that energy then uh, I think things can be different they
1: got to get that momentum rolling yeah
0: I'm curious also with Virginia Tech. Another one where I I think if things get rolling, then that stadium gets packed. Then things get difficult, but I don't know if it's there. We haven't seen that. And like I said, Pittsburgh, you know, who knows what to trust with that. (laughs) So it's interesting. I have a couple plays here. Now, I have a couple long shot plays here. Just because I make long shot plays doesn't mean I actually think it's going to happen. I just think national champion at 10-1. to if they run the table which in this ACC they're quite easily capable of doing i you know we're talking like nc state as yeah. the second best team
1: and they're not going to be held out if they yeah. run the table that's
0: what that's they're. exactly right if they run the table they're getting into the playoffs yeah. you have a, a 10 to 1 team into the playoffs there same thing with miami at 90 to 1 you know if they run the table or i think Either Clemson or Miami, Mike could get away with one loss and win the ACC if they're looking good. Uh, especially with, you know, we talked about the Big 12 and the Pac-12. And yeah. uh, we're going to get to the Big 10. I, I think we probably both see one team capable of getting into the playoffs in the Big 10. And I don't think you can talk yourself into the SEC getting three teams. Uh, yeah, That would, uh, granted, you know... ESPN might screw the Big Ten over this time now that they don't have a TV contract with them and stuff as many SEC teams in there. But I just thought there was good value in both Clemson and Miami, Mm -hmm. because if they roll the table, they're big brand teams. They will get into the playoffs. Yeah. No question asked. And then you got that good money. Now, I have NC State on the under eight and a half. I really liked that juice at plus 135. I thought there was good value there. I. They just seem to be perennially an eight-win team. So I liked that. Louisville over six and a half. I talked about it. I just really like Scott Satterfield. There were moments, once again, where I thought Malik Cunningham was a good quarterback. Now, you know, there are moments where I look at it and wonder what he's doing. Pittsburgh under eight and a half, much the same way that I talked about. I just, I can't see them winning nine, ten games two years in a row. It just, I, I see meltage with them all the time. And then, Wake, I just thought that dropped way too much. Now you're getting juiced a lot, but six and a half, I I I'd still think that offense is going to be good. They're going to win games, especially versus some of these crappy, yeah. you know, ACC. Dave Lawson wins six, seven, eight games every season, no matter what it is. So uh, six and a half minus 160, I thought that was a really good value. I thought, and the quarterback also is supposed to come back at some point in time. So, you know, if he comes back in like game two, you're getting a team that was right there ready to win the Atlantic uh conference last year uh, you know so i think they easily win eight games or so so really like that six and a half over even though it's just at 160 so what are you looking in the uh futures in the well ASIC? we're kind of
1: going you don't like my nc state no. i don't like your miami i'm taking miami under the eight and a half plus well, one of us is
0: going to hit some yeah. of those teams that everybody thinks is going to be good it's going to be crappy so. uh I,
1: I, I just i'm not a believer in this miami team yet i think they're a a, a team full of talent That is yet to be molded into what they're capable of. I think Cristobal can do it. I don't think he's going to do it it right away. Uh, So I think seven or eight is the number for this Miami team. So I'm I'm taking the plus money under eight and a half. Uh, You know I like NC State. I'm taking them to win the conference at plus seven fifty. If they can beat Clemson again, they're going to be right there in the driver's seat as long as they don't do something stupid. Now. They do something stupid quite frequently, so putting a lot of faith in that. Uh, and then finally, one team that I was really big on last year, uh, but when you look at their talent, they lost you know all but one of their starting offensive linemen. They lost their quarterback, and this is Boston College team.
0: I yeah, think, I, I meant to mention them because the quarterback comes back, who I think we both loved you know, early on, yeah. but then their whole line is gone. They're so losing receivers.
1: What... They're losing line. They're losing all their protection. And, and I just think of the style that they played – is so reliant on a dominant yeah. offensive line that the impact is just going to be dreadful. I think this team could fall to last in the division, maybe not last, but next to last. Uh, so six and a half. I, I just I don't see them. I don't see them getting to a bowl game. Yeah, I
0: didn't quite know what to do with them. It, yeah. It's I'm glad you brought that up because they totally base because I loved them last year. That quarterback might be, you know, the first quarterback taken in the NFL draft, uh, but you know he's got no line he's got no receivers last year was probably the year where they sort of had it set up and he just got hurt in the i think the second game maybe the first game and yeah. just they never he came back i think towards the end but he wasn't healthy but I just I didn't know what to do with them. They're either going to be probably really bad or end up, uh, you know, scoring forty points a game. You know,
1: I I look at it. I think there's only maybe two conference games they're capable of winning. Uh, So I think this is more of a four or five win team. I don't see them getting to a bowl game. Uh, So it's a little weighted, but under six and a half, I think,
0: is a pretty fair bet. Yeah. All right. Speaking of the Big Ten, we just talked about them. uh, There wasn't much to do in the East, I will say. We both have Ohio State, and we both have Ohio State winning the conference. Uh, Honestly, I couldn't really make um, a huge thing for anybody else. The talent gap between them and basically everyone else just is vast in both the East and the West. We'll break down the East. Uh, You know, I put Penn State, too, but that's a soft two. You know I don't like Penn State. I think Michigan's going to regress a little bit. They lost a lot of their coaches. They brought back good, but the defense isn't quite the same. But then you're asking me to trust, like, a Michigan State who I think won a lot of games last year, just sort of football luck. Fumbles go the right way. Yeah. A couple breaks go the right way. You're a six win team to a nine, ten win team. And everybody thinks coach you're got great. paid. Yeah. And the <laughs> coach got paid for one season uh, and then got thrashed, uh, you know, when he started playing a couple of good teams there. But I I just, I didn't know how to sort of sort the East. I, Penn State, maybe.
1: I think Penn State's your biggest wild card here. Uh, you know, I think you're kind of Speaking on.
0: Speaking of coaches, I hate my Yeah, Yeah, uh, <laughs>
1: they're, they're just one of those teams that, you know, they have the talent, they have the There's expectations. There's going to be two games where they totally yeah, uh, do
0: something stupid.
1: But I, I think, you know, like you said, you know, I've got Penn State just below Michigan. Uh, just simply the fact that, I think the potential from Michigan is higher than Penn State. Penn State's one of those consistent, you know, I mean, they had a bad year a couple years ago, but I just, I don't see them being great. I don't see them being terrible.
0: Eight, nine wins, but uh, totally terrible to watch.
1: But you're talking Ohio State that's on the level with the best of the SEC in a pretty weak Eastern Division. They're going to run the table. I don't see anyone even close to Ohio State.
0: Yeah. The only thing I could see is, you know, the defense was a little faulty. Uh, It was a little sort of Oklahoma-like. So maybe one of these two teams can come up and pop them when the offense isn't flowing and the defense is still poor. But if that defense, you know, just gets short up late. That much, yeah. they're going to roll the table, uh, you know, and they they don't have somebody like you know one of those elite Oregon teams who basically smashed them in the mouth and ran the ball through their throat, or the Michigan team who just you know harassed them in the backfield with their pass rush. It, there just doesn't seem to be that in the East and in the West. I mean. You know, uh, you went Purdue, I went Nebraska. I, I think we both probably just th- didn't want to put Wisconsin there, <laughs> but we both probably know Wisconsin's going to be the one that ends up on top. Well, you know,
1: you say Wisconsin's probably... I don't like this Wisconsin no, team. I don't. Uh, but, but there is five teams capable of winning this division. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think this is, you know... Purdue's had good teams. This might not be the best team Purdue's had in years past. No, but I think this year, the way it le- lays out with the other teams, this is Purdue's best chance. Well, you yeah, win when, this in division. the futures.
0: I have Purdue because yep. basically, I just went for coaching. Yeah, and I think Broms probably the best coach. The the other thing he's brought oh, in I,
1: some transfers. The, other on thing on the offensive is, side of the ball.
0: You know, Illinois is probably terrible, but lemma's probably the second best coach in here. Uh, So, I mean, I don't think they can make a run. But then I start looking at these teams, and I'm like, why would I trust Iowa? Why would I trust Minnesota? There's nothing here that I can definitively say they are going to be really good other than Wisconsin consistently does what Wisconsin does.
1: Yeah, for that reason, you know, I've got Wisconsin, for consistency's sake, at number two. Yeah. I really, really wanted to put this Minnesota team number two. Yeah. They're the next team, I think, that can make a jump behind Purdue. I just think their coaching decisions in-game. Yeah, uh, Speaking
0: uh, of, I don't know which one I hate more, Fleck <laughs> uh, or Penn State uh, and Franklin, but it, it's a close race.
1: Fleck will make some genius decisions that will win you some games, and then he'll just make some stuff that makes no sense yes. at all. Um, for that reason, I kept them behind Wisconsin. Yeah, because they'll
0: go to losing to Northwestern and yeah. throw the ball twice or something. But
1: it wouldn't surprise me to see Minnesota make a jump and maybe yeah. get to, you know, eight, nine wins this season. But
0: that's that's basically, I think anyone, if, if they put a good string together, could yeah. probably jump up here other I, than maybe Northwestern. I mean, but, Iowa's even capable. Yeah. yeah. I, I But even Northwestern occasionally pulls out the year because yeah. all these teams basically do the same thing. They sit back, play defense, run the ball. So, you know, uh, think, other than Purdue. Yeah. That's why a little I like bit Purdue. outside the box. Uh, you know, I guess Nebraska theoretically it, it wants to open it up and speed, but uh, that is more I I think a theory that it has been <laughs> and on the field, but uh I think if I take them every year, eventually one of these years they'll break. So I think I, you took them last year. I think I've taken them up probably like <laughs> ten years in a row. So uh, you know, by the, the time I'm ninety, I think one time they'll have won the big.
1: Is 10. this is this the last year for Frost if he can't get it done?
0: Uh, yeah, I think so, definitely. Uh, he took a pay cut. Yeah. You know, this is probably his best offensive team. I, I will say. Yeah. But I don't know what the. You know, they've had talent on that field. Uh, It just doesn't always seem to execute. Because you can watch games where they dominate and they still lose. I think there were three or four we watched last year. Where Nebraska literally dominated the whole game. I think that one in Minnesota, where they had like 400 more yards in Minnesota and then lost on a field goal at the end. It's just, it's hard to gauge. And I think basically any team is hard to gauge in this one. So... uh, what do you got Big Ten futures-wise? I, I, you know, I'm just riding
1: the team I like here. Uh, there wasn't any value in Ohio State. They're just no. They're so far over the top. I mean, I think you're taking negative for them to make the playoffs. Um, they're, I think they're right there behind Alabama as the second favorite to win the national championship. Just no value anywhere there on anything. Your best bet is to maybe take some spreads during the season. Um, but I'm going to take the team I like here, and that's Purdue. Purdue. Uh, that line is at seven and a half. Yeah. I think that's for sure going to hit. Yeah. Uh, I think their base is, is eight wins, um, and that's getting plus money. So I'm, I'm taking that all day long. Uh, and I'm also taking them, uh, you know, if, they're, if I've got them to win in this division – you're one game away from winning that conference. Yeah. You're in that conference championship game. Championship games get a little weird. If anything, you can hedge and yeah. and, and and you know with that value at thirty to one, uh, you're going to make money yeah. if they get there. So I've got Purdue over seven and a half and to win the conference at plus uh, three thousand.
0: Yeah, I got a couple of things here. I, I went with the same strategy in the Big Twelve. I basically just fanned a, a handful of teams uh, out of that Western Division because someone's going to come out of there, yeah. and you get them in the championship game, and their number is ridiculous because. Ohio State's sitting there way, way above. So Nebraska conference champion at 22-1, to 1, uh, Purdue conference <coughs> champion at 30-1, to 1, um, Wisconsin conference champion 11-1. It, I mean, why not? I, I also, One of those is yeah, going to be in the that's championship. That's why I figure one of those probably is in the championship. Uh, maybe Iowa sneaks in there, but, you know, even at these numbers, you could throw Iowa in there too and have all four, yeah. and one of those probably is in there. Uh at uh, I I thought division winner Purdue six to one I, I thought that was really good value if I had to pick one I really like that six to one in that division uh, I thought that was really really good value uh, Rutgers over four at even money I I just this Rutgers team win games it's not great. To watch but they win football games and I think some of these big 10 teams are going to be really bad uh, Maryland Indiana uh, I think Northwestern's going to be really really bad uh, you know I, I don't quite know what to, to expect out of Illinois they lost a lot of people yeah. it's just whether uh, they can sort of refill that but I, I think there are four wins there for Rutgers especially uh, they have a couple of gimmies uh, early on uh, too and they've shown they've been able to beat those sort of Low-level teams, uh, the UMasses, the Yukon's, uh, they've shown to be above that. So I think for pretty good number there on that one. Michigan State under seven and a half, even money. I really, really like that. I think Michigan State comes back down, and then Maryland under six uh, at only minus 120. I think Maryland's going to be just terrible. I would hammer that under six. I think they're going to be garbage. So, uh, under six on minus 120, I really, really like that one, too. So, that's where I'm going Big Ten-wise. The only thing, you don't have much to do with the East, and really you can't do much with the conference championship, but, I mean, if you sort of fan that West division and get one of those in there, you can probably make yourself a a little money by hedging. You don't have to play it where you think they're going to beat Ohio State, but you can at least get to that championship game it's yeah. probably going to be 3 to 1 4 to 1 but if you have 11 20 40 to 1 you can you can do probably manage to get half edge. of that yeah yeah uh, so let's move on to the SEC uh this isn't quite as one team dominant uh, but it's a little bit close there're Certainly two teams yeah. that separate and then maybe a third that come in in the next level and then I, I think just a grab back of I don't know what the hell to expect of about eight. So uh, let's start out east. Uh, Georgia, we both put it one because I yeah. think that's just everybody's smart bet. But uh,
1: I think there's some question marks there. But though.
0: that's what I, I'm curious because basically for... Both of our lives drives the ball.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, So are we going to get back-to-back years where they don't sort of drop the ball? Uh, I I sort of did my fan theory here out east as well. So we both have Georgia 1. And then, honestly, I think there are about three or four teams that can either be really good or really bad. So how do you see those sort of next-tier teams in Florida, Kentucky, South Carolina, Tennessee?
1: Yeah, I mean you could almost – interchange any of those teams like you said that's a big cluster there it's 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 really going to come down to those the head to heads between yeah. those guys you know Florida, a lot of people are down on Florida. You and me both like Florida a little bit better. Uh, We think Anthony Richardson's really talented. Uh, I
0: love that coach, too. And they're going to play a style that suits him.
1: This isn't going to be a Florida team that's going to come out and throw the ball 30 times. Uh, They're going to run, 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 and play defense. Yeah, they're going to take a
0: huge dude and smash him right up the middle.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Now, they may kill that dude (laughs) by week three, uh, and then it gets a little interesting uh, there. Um, So I think Florida's capable— as much as I see Florida' capable of winning eight I could also see Florida winning four yeah um I think the more the teams that you can count on for a little bit more stability uh, I think one is Kentucky I'm not huge on Kentucky but looking at their schedule yeah it's a very easy schedule they get. You know, you're big on Mississippi State. I'm not as big on Mississippi State. Well, they, their
0: schedule, Mississippi State's, it's they, pretty much the exact opposite of Kentucky.
1: Kentucky has Mississippi State mm-hmm. as a permanent West rival. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge advantage for Kentucky. I think that's part of the reason why they've been able to pull out nine or ten win seasons these past few years. Uh, and a smartly opposed,
0: schedule soft. As
1: opposed to where, you know, Florida's got LSU yeah. as a permanent rival. Tennessee's got Alabama as a permanent rival. Uh, South Carolina's an interesting wild card great coach, getting a lot well, of excitement. I think we
0: both liked, uh, you know, the way Frank Beamer Jr. Yeah. Uh, sort of did things last year. They weren't great, but they sort of were always in every game, yeah. and it was like, wow, they really kind of suck, but they really kind of are right there every game, and I, I think that's sort of where I'm coming from. Like, they've gotten a little bit more talent in there. Say what you will about Spencer Rattler, uh, but You know, that's probably an upgrade of what... what probably one of the
1: best talented quarterbacks they've had in the last 10 years.
0: a way, way upgrade of what they've been throwing out there lately. And and this situation might suit him than going into, you know, the Heisman line of Mm -hmm. Oklahoma and having the pressure of the world. I I mean, if he just does 25 touchdowns, 10 picks, South Carolina will be thrilled and, you know, possibly build a statue for him, the way quarterback play goes there.
1: Yeah, you know... (laughs) It's really going to come down to, like, you know, I've got Tennessee, too. Yeah. Uh, I think them and Florida could swap very easily uh, based on their head-to-head. I think them and South Carolina could swap head-to-head. They and, and Kentucky could yeah. swap based on head-to-head. So it's, it's really going to see how it's going to play out. Uh, I think all of these teams are probably between seven and nine wins. Yes. Uh, and and funny enough, their lines are all about seven yes, and a can. half, eight. So real tough over unders to take. Yeah, it really I depends on really
0: find a good over. It really depends
1: on which ones you're taking. I like Tennessee. I don't think they're going to make the big jump this year. You know, I'm a little biased. They're my mm-hmm. team. I don't see them beating Georgia like some national guys have said. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Georgia and Alabama are known losses. Uh, it's just a matter of if they can get the momentum rolling and take care of business at home against Florida. They got to go on the road to South Carolina. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting game. And, you know, Tennessee tends to have Kentucky's number. Um, It it really just depends on who controls how that game goes. You know, Kentucky, they want to slow it down. They want to pound you. Um, Now they do lose some offensive linemen. I think that's a big question mark. They
0: seem to re- sort of grab yeah. those guys up.
1: Uh, but, you know, if Tennessee can inflict their will and get it into a scoring game, I think they can maybe make a jump that we saw, say, an old Miss make last year. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee can move up and make it into a New Year's Day bowl, maybe not quite to the playoff level, but I could I could see Tennessee making the jump to 9 Maybe ten wins, but they'd have to run the table on all those fifty, but that would 50 be, games.
0: That's that would be a Michigan State thing, like last season, yeah. where a couple, you know, fumbles, a couple yeah. picks, a couple fluky things go your way, and then all of a sudden you're at ten wins, and you're like, oh, what a season! Now that doesn't mean you're necessarily yeah. on the level, but that's the way sort of college football goes: but, a couple breaks one way, a couple breaks the other way.
1: But like I said, you know, that statement really applies to those four teams: yeah. South Carolina, Kentucky. Tennessee, and uh, Florida. Yeah. Uh, Missouri, Vanderbilt, basement dwellers. I don't think – I I think, uh, you know, Missouri's coach is talking a big game. I don't think they've got it. Yeah. Uh,
0: they always talk a big game, and then they lose to a MAC team the first week. Yeah, I don't like this Missouri <laughs> team.
1: Vanderbilt, uh, they're terrible. They're back to being really yeah. awful. They got rid of probably the more consistent coach they've had in years, a guy that was able to beat Tennessee a few times. Um, but – I don't see Vanderbilt building back anytime soon. So you've really got a clear one and then a lot of wild cards there really, you know, and and it could be where they all split and they all get seven or eight wins. Might not even have a clear second uh, place team there. Uh, But it should be an exciting season for sure. Yeah,
0: definitely so. All right, let's move to the west. So, uh, I mean, no shocker here. We both have Alabama. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk. The next, it would be A&M, you know, hype machine. We went through this hype machine uh, last year as well. Then they proceeded not to score for, you know, three straight games. Uh, They did beat Alabama, sort of, punt return, a pick six, you know. It it wasn't like they went out there and racked up 600 yards on them and dominated the game. Can A&M sort of do this? Did Jimbo get his team? He, He sort of did this same thing at Florida State where he built it, had one really big season, and then it sort of, you yeah. know, started to caress downhill. Is this the one big season where they can sort of jump, or are we looking more Texas A&M? We hear this noise every year, and then, you know, two games in, they've scored seven points. and
1: They've, they've really built up some expectations for themselves. It's going to be hard to live up to, you know. Uh, they've got a lot of top recruits, number one recruiting class this past year. Um, but... You've got to do that for ten years to get to where Alabama yeah. is, uh, and, and then not only that, but you have to build a program that's used to winning. A&M was pretty terrible last year. After I think we both picked yeah. them highly last year, early in the year we thought they were going to continue what they did from two I think years we ago.
0: Pulled the parachute on that train when they scored like seven points versus Sam Houston. So, um, <laughs> uh,
1: I, you know, I've got I've got a few plays on on A and M just because I think they've got some really good talent, but I also think. The West this year, you know, across the board may actually be, you know, you don't have the bottom dwellers like Vanderbilt Missouri that the East does. But I think, you know, two through five may be better in the East than in the West because I see some teams coming back. Uh, I see Arkansas dropping off tremendously this year. I think you've got them the same way. I just think they've kind you of...
0: say that, to then they... <laughs> I, I think Arkansas has outperformed yes. expectations.
1: Two years in a row. Uh, and wow. I think they're going to come back. I also, I like LSU. Yeah. Um, LSU is a, a team that's been talented they've had the talent there i thought their coaching staff really struggled last year i think they brought in some really good coaches uh with brian kelly and the people that he's brought in they've got a they had i think one of the number one transfer portal recruiting classes in the country so they brought in a lot of players that have already established themselves as good players at other schools coming in now if they can get that to gel i think this is a team we could really see on the rise and maybe even be right there behind and with a and m behind bama um but I, I like this A and I've got future plays on them. But um, uh, you know, Ole Miss, I've got them coming back too. I know you're not so big on Ole Miss.
0: I'm not huge on Ole Miss. I, I just I think they're the weak team that sort of doesn't. They don't defend. Uh, the offense is sort of really good versus Minos and doesn't always quite show. And they don't have the quarterback. Yeah, this and year. they don't have Corral in there. So I think they regress. You know, I think we've come on this and done three different preview shows where Arkansas, and we're like, they're going to come back, and then they win eight games and pound you in the mouth, and we're like, why are we so stupid? Uh, I, I'm interested Auburn. I yeah. don't have a read. I, Brian Harrison's not my favorite coach, I, but, you know... I it's a,
1: it's a, definitely a must-win year for him.
0: I don't think he's as bad as what he was last year at Auburn. He was successful at Arkansas State. He was successful at Boise State. I, he wasn't the outstanding success, but, I mean, he won football games. So I'm curious what they look like, uh, you know, another year. See how they come out now. They're one where, we, you know, we talked about Miami getting off to a fast start. Yeah, I think if Auburn doesn't get off to a fast start, that thing – probably yeah. snowsballs the other way where it's going to get really bad and ugly
1: well and like i said you know harston's already kind of they've been kind of wanting him yes. out already a lot of boosters i think he's kind of learned how much boosters drive sec teams <laughs> uh the money drives everything in uh, in sec football and i think he's kind of pissed off some people that he shouldn't have and uh like He's, he's, he rubs some people the wrong yeah. way. Um, now, winning solves everything, yeah. uh, but I think the Sovereign team, I, th- I think for him to kind of get back in their good graces, he's going to need eight or nine wins this yeah. year, and I don't know if it's there.
0: Yeah, that's, I'm just curious to see what they look like. You mentioned LSU, too. I, yeah, uh, You put them uh, three, I put them four. I, I just, it's a wait and see. I, I don't know if they can fully sort of turn that whole thing around one year into Brian Kelly. I don't know if he's that kind of coach where he comes in. You know, it took him one or two years to get that Notre Dame ship sailing. Now, you know, in three or four years, I I think that LSU team will be a lot more stable than what it was under, like, Ed Orgeron, who, you know, sort of caught lightning in a bottle. Really volatile. And and then was terrible, sandwiched in between that. So I'm interested to see how this Brian Kelly team turns out, but uh, I sort of just put him in the middle there because I have no idea what's coming there I put Mississippi State high you look at their schedule it's easily the most difficult schedule in college football so there might be a little bit of struggles there but I I just I like the coach they have a system it it messes with people and I I think all these teams are really sort of pretty solid so they might beat up on each other I like their quarterback I think they can sort of do their thing and sneak their way up that uh, division, but I mean, I, I think it's sort of Alabama, and then we're, yeah. we're talking, and maybe and m they probably have the talent, it's whether they execute on that talent, which they didn't do last year, so uh, let's go into our SEC futures, what are you looking at uh, SEC future-wise? So,
1: you know, I we talked about Georgia as the clear number one in the East, but I don't think the East is going to have... A playoff representative this year. I, th- I think um, this is maybe a year we get two two West teams. Uh, I, th- I see Georgia winning the East, but I think they're going to get two losses this year. Um, now, one of those losses may be a non-conference game. They've got a couple mm-hmm. of non-conference game stuff. Plus, the value here I think is pretty good. Uh, you're getting plus 195 for under 10.5. Yeah. Uh, you know, how often do teams get eleven or twelve mm-hmm. wins? You know, sometimes it's once a decade, sometimes it's once every twenty years, maybe even longer than that. Now, Georgia has a lot of talent on this team, so it's not great, but I thought the value was good enough to take a shot there at them. I mean, they only need to lose two, yeah, uh, to get there. Um, moving on, you know, we talked about A and M. Uh, they're a little bit of a wild card, but I think potentially uh, they could do it. Their line's at eight and a half. I've got the over there. You're getting plus 150 there. I think they can get to nine wins. Uh, I don't know if that'll be enough to win the West, but I think they can get to nine wins. Uh, But, you know, all it takes is one win over Bama and then take care of business. You're going to win that uh, division. And I think the winner of the West is going to win the conference this year. So I've got, you know, 18 to one to win the conference. Uh, I like that with A&M with the talent they brought in. Um, I talked about LSU. Their line is at seven. I love the over here. You know, you had this with a few other picks. The half isn't there, so you get the push with seven. I like that. I think seven is the number. So getting even money for a shot to go over that I think is good value there. And then finally, you know, a team you're big on. I'm not big on Mississippi State. I'm taking the under six and a half. I just see I see Auburn playing better this year. I see LSU playing better this year. I see A&M playing better this year. And I just don't think Mississippi State's going to be able to find those wins. I think they lose to Kentucky in their division matchup. Uh, so Mississippi State under six and a half at plus 105.
0: Yeah. Uh, you mentioned A&M conference champions, 18-1. to 1. I think the value really, really good there. Yeah. So I think you at least throw something on that. And
1: even then, you know, say they match up against yeah. Georgia. You've got plenty of room to ensure there. Yeah,
0: uh, Ole Miss uh, under seven and a half. I, I talked about. I, I think they're uh, the team that's sort of going to drop uh, down this side of the West. Uh, so se- under seven and a half at plus one twenty five. I really like that. You get a little bit of a boost there off the no juice. Mississippi State over six and a half. Uh, I maybe they can't get to you know that top level, but I, I think they win six seven games. I, I they. That's just what the coach does. He wins football games. Uh, you might not like him, but he wins football games. <laughs> he won football games at Texas Tech and Washington State. Go look at their histories. They don't win a lot of football games. Uh, Florida, division winner at 10-1. to South Carolina, division winner at 40-1. to Tennessee, division winner at 11-1. It's the same strategy I did in the Big 12 and the Big 10. You just sort of fan these out. If you think Georgia might get a couple losses in there, one of these three teams is probably going to be the one representing the SEC East. So you got ten to 1, 40 to 1, 11 to one. Uh, that's really good value going into a championship game. Uh, will they do it? I, I we talked about it. You don't know. We don't know what those you know three or four teams in the East. Which one's going to come out and play well? Which one's going to play you bad? But I think if you have all three, you at least have a hat in the ring there. If Georgia drops one or two games in that division, so I think there's really really good value. Okay. All right, so that wraps up pretty much part two of our SEC preview. I got a couple more futures uh, to hit up. Just actually, I ones. think these are technically my three favorite. Uh, so that's something to be said. But head-to-head regular season wins. They had right. this on DraftKings. Uh, I don't know if they have it on, uh, you know, you'll have to check around, see if you can find it, where you can find it. But LSU, minus 160 versus Arizona State. Uh I don't care how bad LSU, they're going to win six, seven games, and I'm in the ballpark of Arizona State, four or five, possibly winning four or five. So <laughs> I think that's a, a lock. I love that minus one sixty. Baylor minus one twenty versus Michigan State head to head yeah. went uh, I love love that, and then. BYU at minus one thirty versus Texas in head-to-head wins. Uh, BYU, I think, has outwon Texas for twenty-five <laughs> years uh, now, so I think that's just easy, good money there. And, and then a couple player ones, uh, we aren't going to lock it down, uh, but I'm going to throw a couple, uh, you know, on the Heisman Trophy. It's not my favorite thing to bet on. These are really, really low, sixty-two fifty dollar bets. So not much money, but. A couple of these, you could work your way. I could talk my way into hitting. First one, Anthony Richardson. We talked about it. Yeah. They're going to use him up. If Florida gets to that, you know, wins the SEC East, uh, you know, even sort of contends and is a 10-2 and two team in the SEC East, and he has lights-out numbers, people are going to love him. Big, powerful dude who is just going to smash mouth football. Everybody yeah. will like him. Uh, Jaheir Gibbs, Alabama running back, I you know, they're running quarterback won the Heisman Trophy last year. I think you have to have an Alabama guy in there. Yeah. Uh that thirty-five to one, why not throw him in there? A couple of Alabama running backs have won the Heisman Trophy. Do I know if Alabama's gonna have two back to back Heisman Trophy winners? I don't know, but they're probably going to be undefeated. They're gonna put <laughs> up big numbers. So you might want to throw a couple of those guys in there and then uh AM with Devon Anche, sixty to one. Uh I don't know if their quarterback's going to put up big numbers, but he's an explosive back who, yeah. you know, is exciting.
1: If, if they, they topple Alabama. That's what,
0: if they topple Alabama, win the SEC, they have to throw somebody up there at 60-1. to one. Yeah. He's the most likely and sort of entertaining player on A&M that, you know, is an offensive player that I think they would put up there. 61, pretty good value to throw it on there. That. So that show you all our future bets so you can look at that and uh, write them down. Uh, make some bets on them. Try to win some money with us. Play the game with us. 25000 yeah. or break it up however you like. See what you can do. See what you like. Uh <laughs> We'll be back uh, next Wednesday with our pick show starting up. Uh, We won't have any picks uh, for week zero. Maybe we'll throw out a couple Twitter picks if uh, we get really, really bored. But uh, I didn't love, love anything.
1: We are going to do something new this year. We're going to play the budget game on our picks. Uh, We're going to build our own parlays. We're going to use multiple betting sites. But we're going to start with a budget and we're going to see who comes out with the most money at the end of the year. Yeah,
0: that way we can not just come on the show and give you twenty-five picks. We'll mix and match our bets so we can have a true, true sort of gambling style. So be on the lookout for that. That's coming next Wednesday. Uh, our NFL preview shows probably will start next Wednesday Achilles. With, Ach- with Achilles on. So be on the lookout for those. Uh, and that's our show. And we're out. <laughs> Greenlight Network presents Football Time.